This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Portico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. People are shooting, sabotaging, and vandalizing the nation's power grid at a pace unseen in at least a decade. That's the alarming finding Politico's Catherine Morehouse found after analyzing data from the Department of Energy. The trend has caught the attention of federal regulators, but they're limited in what they can do. In adding to these worries, the number of potential attack points for the grid is set to increase as the Biden administration and Congress seek to expand the power system to accommodate renewable energy and electric vehicles. So today we discuss this alarming trend with CAT, the response from federal regulators, and more. It's Tuesday, January 3rd. Kat, you looked into data from the Department of Energy about surging attacks on the U.S. power grid in 2022. So what did you find? I found that physical or cyber attacks, kind of both those things combined in the first eight months of 2022, are already higher than any other year in the past decade. And the first eight months is all that's publicly available right now. There's a lot that we don't know about these incidents, which in the public data is coded as anything from suspicious activity, which can include a range of things depending on how utilities want to code it, including actual reported damage that they believe to be caused by people, actual physical attacks, which could include something like what we saw in North Carolina, although no incident in those first eight months reaches that level of disruption. But in total, we've seen 101 incidents in the first eight months of 2022, which is, again, what's publicly available, where someone messed with critical infrastructure in some way and it was deemed serious enough by the utility that the utility decided to report it to federal authorities. Wow. So what's driving this uptick, at least as far as we can tell? We don't know that yet. Now, former FERC chair Richard Glick during the agency's December meeting said that this could be a range of things and they and other federal agencies are looking into it. Some cybersecurity experts point to rising extremism and some plots that were revealed this year, including some that we've reported on. One was earlier this year where white supremacists essentially planned to take down a portion of the grid to start what they described as a race war and were arrested earlier this year. But for many of these incidents, including the most recent one in North Carolina, there's a lot that we don't know and a lot that federal authorities don't know. Got it. But the reported number of attacks that are shown by the Department of Energy might actually be lower than the actual number of total threats the grid face. So why is that discrepancy? Yeah, so utilities have to file if there's an operational disruption. So whether power supply is actually disrupted or whatever disruption it may be, but it's a little bit more of a gray area in instances where maybe, for instance, there's gunfire near your facility, like we saw in South Carolina after the North Carolina attacks in a separate incident, but nothing is actually disrupted. Or if you receive a threat of some kind, but nothing actually happens. Ultimately, that's a judgment call for utilities to make those decisions, although a senior DOE official did say that in their experience, utilities do tend to err on reporting more rather than less. Right. And so the risks to the power grid have caught the attention of federal regulators. How are they responding and what are some limitations in what they're able to do in this space? 
FERC, during their December meeting, issued kind of a last-minute directive to the North American Electric Reliability Corporation, which sets reliability standards for the U.S., Canada, and a small sliver of Mexico, to see whether any improvements should be made to current physical security standards. But as you note, FERC and NERC are actually limited in how far they can go there. They only govern what's called the bulk power system, which is kind of the broader grid system that includes major power facilities, big transmission lines, control centers, basically any part of the grid that if attacked would cause a mass outage. So that jurisdiction does not include local distribution facilities, including the substations that were taken down in North Carolina. FERC's former chairman, Richard Glick, acknowledged that the agency is limited here, and some of this will be up to the states in North Carolina in particular, in terms of whether they want to impose additional protections. Got it. And you report that another layer of this alarming trend is that the number of potential attack points for the grid is actually set to increase as we electrify our economy to meet clean energy goals. So why is that? Yeah, so if you think about the grid that we would have in 2050 and kind of the steps that's needed to get there, it requires a massive build-out of new grid infrastructure in order to, A, accommodate a tremendous amount of new demand on the system if we're going to electrify the entire transportation fleet and buildings and homes and all of that. And the second thing is, in order for all that power to come from clean energy, which the Biden administration wants to do by 2035, that will require a lot of smaller resources like wind and solar, which just naturally have more entry points that are vulnerable to disruption. Because if you think about the footprint of the number of wind turbines that's needed to equal one centralized power plant, for instance, it's a lot bigger of a footprint. And then on top of that, you think about all the new transmission and distribution lines that will be needed in order to carry those dispersed generating resources and a lot more of them from where they generate power to homes and businesses. So it's just overall a lot more infrastructure that we need to protect. And it's just another layer that grid operators and regulators and everyone else needs to consider as we build out this massive new grid for a carbon-free economy. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that one day can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com slash RNG.